Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy! Broadcasting to the four corners of the conservative universe, it's the Matlock Show. He loves all things conservative politics, and if there's a microphone nearby, you can bet he'll be the one beating the left over the head with it. And now, a true original, the common sense conservative, here's your host, Matlock. I hear people say we don't need this war I say there's some things worth fighting for What about our freedom and this piece of ground Didn't get to keep a backing down They say we don't realize the mess we're getting in before you start your preaching, let me ask you this, my friend. Have you forgotten how it felt that day to see your homeland under fire and her people blown away? Have you forgotten when those towers fell? We had neighbors still inside going through a living hell. And you say we shouldn't worry about men a lot Have you forgotten? They took all the footage off my TV Said it's too disturbing for you and me It'll just breed anger That's what the experts say if it was up to me, I'd show it every day. Some say this country's just out looking for a fight. After 9-11, man, I'd have to say that's right. Have you forgotten how it felt that day to see your homeland under fight and her people blown away? Have you forgotten? When those towers fell, we had neighbors still inside, going through living hell. And we vowed 
to get the ones behind Ben Laden? Have you forgotten? Been there with the soldiers who've gone away to war. You can bet that they remember just what they're fighting for. Have you forgotten all the people killed? Yes, some went down like heroes in that Pennsylvania field. Have you forgotten about our Pentagon? All the loved ones that we lost and those left to carry on. Now we don't have to worry about Ben Laden. Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten? That song still gets me to this day as I'm sitting here crying like a little baby. I swear to you, it's the 18th anniversary of 9-11. It is the Matlock Show. You've reached Matlock here. I'm going to try to collect myself. Man, is that song so powerful. So powerful, and I wanted to start the show off today. I missed yesterday. Welcome back. Or, well, I didn't miss yesterday's show on the podcast. I missed it on the television program, which is back up and running today. AmericasVoiceNews.com. If you want to find me over there, they're on Instagram. They're on Twitter at A Voice News. They're over on Facebook. They're on YouTube. Go find America's Voice. Find, find the channel that is actively promoting conservatism, but I wanted to talk about 9-11 here this morning. Um, I remember that day. I, I, I remember that day so vividly. And, it, you know, you remember those days in history that affect you, that, that, that affect the very foundation of this country. I mean, everybody remembered back in, in, in the days when JFK got shot. They, they remember where they were. They remembered what they did or where they were at or what little tasks they were performing. And then it was the space shuttle. I remember the space shuttle Challenger blowing up in 1984. I was a 10-year-old boy. I remember watching it in, in, in the elementary school library. I remember, you know, being just completely overwhelmed with grief. And as the shuttle blew up, everybody was just, you know, there was no words. They 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 were just horrified, shocked, in a state of disbelief. And I remember the morning of 9-11, and I was getting up for work, getting ready like I always do. I was selling insurance for Farm Bureau Insurance. I was a captive agent at the time. Um, only had my daughter, Alex. I uh, was still married to my ex-wife. My, my, my ex-wife was pregnant with our son, who was due to be born in January of 2002. And uh, I remember coming downstairs and my ex-wife looks at me and she says, a plane hit one of the twin towers. And I'm like, shut up. She's like, no, it's all over the news. So I turned on the news in the living room and I'm watching the coverage uh, of the building smoking, you know, and of course they replayed it 
several times, and I don't remember the exact times that the two planes hit the building, but I remember standing there watching the news, and then the next thing you know, here comes plane number two. And I watched it live in real time as the second plane flew into the second building. And I stood there. And, and you know, you, you just don't know what to think because that is the first time that I had ever personally experienced terrorism on U.S. soil. Now, there's been domestic terrorists before. There's been terrorism in this country, but I was blown away. And I can remember standing there, and I called in to work, and I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take today off. I'm, I'm not coming in. I want to I pay attention to what's going on with this. I, I want to watch this news coverage. This is, this is crazy. I don't know if I could even concentrate. I would be sitting at my desk probably paying attention to the news. And, and back then, you know, it, it wasn't a – you know, you didn't have – you know, social media wasn't that big and you didn't have this live 24 seven news cycle that we have today. Um, I had a TV in my office that got the local channels. Um, I would have been sitting there watching that all day. So I stayed home that day and I watched that coverage that day. And I remember how angry I was that day through almost 3000 people packed their suitcases last night. Uh, got on planes, went to work, never coming back today. And I remember watching the buildings fall, and I remember watching all of the emergency personnel, and, and God bless them, because we now know 18 years later there was a lot of uh, cancerous-type materials in that dust and that debris and in all of all of the things falling, you know, the, the the buildings collapsing, and then of course, you know, I'm seeing last night all the you know the conspiracy theory. Oh, it was an inside job. It was done. I I don't know. I don't know what to subscribe to on that. I I just don't. But I wanted to remember all of the souls that lost their lives 18 years ago, and it seems like in this country, we are forgetting what happened that day. We are watching. People on the left, especially, not so much probably on the right, maybe on the right a little, who have moved past. And with time, this is inevitable. With, with, with time and, and, and with distance, things fade. Pain hurts less. You know, divorces, breakups, death, they, 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 they tend to, to get smaller. The farther you are from them, and I, I'm going to tell you, this should never get smaller. We should always remember what happened on that day 18 years ago. We should always honor, we should always respect, and we should always be vigilant of something like that happening again. They just thwarted down here in Fort Worth a mass shooting from a young man who was mentally ill. His father called the police. Um, he couldn't get a, he wanted to buy an AR. He couldn't buy it through the proper means. He couldn't pass a federal background check. So he was out looking for one on the street. They found him with $700 in his pocket. He is mentally ill. They have put him in a mental facility to help him with his illness. They have not filed any charges yet, but he wanted to head off to Odessa and Midland. 
a week after all the shooting happened there. So we, we, we have bad things going on in this country and you know, the people there's evil out there and we, we can't ever forget it. Unfortunately, it hurts. That song makes me cry every time. I, I swear to you, I get emotional every time I listen to that song because those are families that have been ripped apart. That, that was our country that was torn at the fabric. And today is the 18th anniversary. It's hard to believe that it's been 18 years. I remember that day just like it was yesterday. All right, guys. Welcome into the Matlock Show. I'm, ho- I'm your host, Matt Lock. Find me over on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor at RealMattLock. If you would, please go give me a follow. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, The Cartel Matt, and The Matlock Show. Of course, the video on America's Voice News. I am now live from 12 to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. You can find that at americasvoicenews.com. You can find that over on YouTube. You can find it on your Apple or your iOS fo- or your iOS or your Android phones. You can find it on Apple TV. You can find it on Amazon Fire Stick. You can find it on Roku. Um, if you're not look, if you're not finding it, you're not looking. Make sure you tune into my show, Lock and Load, where I cover all things politics with a straightforward slant, right in your face politics that uh, I am known for the loudest mouth in the South making radio great again. Um, this segment of the show brought to you by scars and stripes coffee. I think that's a fantastic company on today. Nine 11 head over to scars and stripes coffee.com S C A R S scars and stripes coffee.com um, veterans. You looking for a mission? Are you looking for something to do, to propel your life, to give you a mission, head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. They sell coffee. It's great coffee. But they empower veterans. They hire only veterans. And what they do is they give these veterans an e-commerce platform that they can sell their coffee, that they can sell their merchandise, that they can sell all things on there, and they get to make money. They become entrepreneurs. They get to run their own business. They get put into a small group, and they get to go out, and they get to sell as much or as little as their heart desires. So help them connect. If you know a veteran looking for a mission, if you're looking for great coffee, if you're looking to help promote a mission, Head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. Order their coffee. You're helping out a veteran. It's a great cause. Scarsandstripescoffee.com. Tell them the Matlock Show sent you. Drinking my Scars and Stripes right now. It's early this morning. I had a long day yesterday. If you guys didn't see it, you need to go back. uh, Look up Chad Prather's YouTube page. Uh, Watchchad.com. I was on Chad Prather's show yesterday over at The Blaze. Yes, The Blaze. They're one of the bigger things going, and yes, I said their name, and a few people over at the Blaze yesterday gave me some funny looks. It was kind of fun. It was kind of fun for me because I know Chad real well. We're neighbors. He, he lives right down the road from me. I've known him for a long time. You know he's been on my show, The Conservative Cartel, when I was on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, you know that I've hung out with Chad. I've taken pictures with Chad. I've been around celebrity softball games with Chad. I consider Chad a good friend. Chad is an amazing radio and television guy, and he is doing amazing things out in conservatism. He's got this tour, this blue collar, the, uh, what does he call it? Not the blue collar. It's the uh, the banter, the Star Spangled Banter Tour 
that he is on, and he's getting ready to launch this new tour with, uh, oh, geez, I don't even know the names now, Loftus, uh, Reno Collier, and um, oh, I can never think of the third guy, Banner, but yeah, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm going to have to look it up now because I feel absolutely terrible about it. Um, let me grab Google here. But uh, you got to go out and see these guys. They're going to be all over the country. Uh, they're calling it uh, Eagles of Liberty Tour, I think. Eagles of Liberty of Liberty Comedy Tour. Yep, there we go. So uh, let me make sure I get the right folks. But I was hanging out with uh, I was hanging out with Chad Prather yesterday. I was on his show. So if you head over to watchchad.com. Or if you head over to Chad Prather's YouTube page, you can see what I did yesterday. So we've got, who do we have here? Let's make sure we know who we've got here. Yeah, we've got Reno Collier, Chad Prather, Michael Loftus, and Brian Hayner. So get out and watch those guys. I had a great time yesterday with Chad Prather. It was amazing. I'm up on, on the podcast up today on his uh, channel, Chad Prather on YouTube. Go watch it. All right, uh, John Bolton. John Bolton is out. He's out. And, and, and I'll tell you, as National Security Advisor, I don't know what to think about that. I, I, I really don't. I, I, wasn't, I, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't against John Bolton. I, I, you know, people, if you listen, especially a Rand Paul, they just, uh, they didn't like him. They, they, they were not John Bolton fans. In, in uh, he was kind of a war hawk. Um, he, you know, they everybody said that he wanted war in Iran, Iraq. He wanted to push for it. He was a neocon. All those things. Take a drink there. But uh, I, I didn't really have an opinion. You didn't hear a lot from him. You, you, you didn't see a lot from him. So you know, good news is no news, right? You know, that's the way I always look at it. Good news is no news. I mean, that's kind of the way I, I, I look at it. So I didn't hear much from him, didn't hear anything, but we found out that President Trump announced yesterday that he has terminated National Security Advisor John Bolton, uh, citing strong disagreement on many of his suggestions regarding foreign policy. And uh, that's a big deal because he's a National Security Advisor. You know, you gotta, you, you gotta get together. And I'm going to tell you, I've worked long enough in my life to know that your boss is your boss. You may not agree with your boss. You may not have the same understanding or the same outlook, but you better follow instructions. That's what bosses are for, right? You know, you don't, the, the, the boss gets the final say. That's why he's your boss or she's your boss, right? So like Bolton, don't like Bolton don't care, he has to follow Trump's orders, really. I mean, if you think about it, Trump is the main guy. He, he, he's the commander-in-chief. What he, he, the buck stops there, right? The buck stops with President Trump. Now, I'm sure President Trump listened to John Bolton. I'm sure he took his suggestions and his opinions into account on any actions he may have done. That's what good leaders do. But uh, once again, the angle I want to play this today is the media because they don't know. The media doesn't know what to do today. It, 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 it's it's kind of silly to watch because they hate John Bolton. They They hated John Bolton when he started. They hate John Bolton today. They hate 
President Trump today, they don't know what the hell to do. Seriously. They don't have a clue as to what to do. That you know, are they happy that Bolton's gone? Yeah. But Trump's still there. You know, they hated him to begin with, so to come out and say they they're not going to stand up for him because you know, normally what happens as we watch all of this stuff go down, normally the media will side against Trump, right? It's what they always do. Trump plays them like a fiddle. Anytime Trump does something, they stand on the other side of the argument. Well, I don't think they want to stand on the other side of that argument today. They don't like Bolton. They don't, they don't like him at all. So for them to stand behind Bolton, I don't think it's going to happen. Now, it says that uh, I want to tell you there is an acting... Um, someone is acting, let me see if I can find it here because there is an acting, uh, national uh, security advisor right now. Uh, Charlie Cooperman is acting national security advisor per white house official, um, says, quote, I want to, I want to, I want to tell you what Trump said. He says, I informed John Bolton last night that his services are no longer needed at the white house. I disagreed strongly with many of his suggestions as did others in the administration, and therefore I asked John for his resignation, which was given to me this morning. I thank John very much for his service. The president wrote in a pair of tweets. Now, you know, that's that's the pre- – look, this is within the pre- president's purview, right? The president can fire anybody that works for him. Now, the press is, once again, I, I told you, I want to cover this from the press's angle because they can't – support John Bolton. They can't stand behind him. They don't like him. They didn't like him when he started, but there's a little paragraph here that says shortly after President Trump's announcement, John Bolton tweeted that he offered his resignation letter Monday evening instead of Tuesday morning, to which the outgoing White House official said the president replied, let's talk about it tomorrow. So that's the flutter. That that's the flutter now. Did President Trump or did he not fire John Bolton? Did Bolton resign? Do, you know, the semantics of all this, does it does it really even matter? Does it matter if Trump asked him to resign or if Bolton did? I mean, in in the grand scheme of things. Other than you know what the left is trying to do, I mean, the left is trying to play Trump as weak. They're trying to say he doesn't know what he's doing, that there's chaos and there's turmoil within the White House, right? That's what they do. They've got to play up some angle because they don't like John Bolton. And they don't like President Trump. So they will find a way to sully this. They'll find a way to drag somebody's name through the mud because they don't care. They need ratings and they have Trump derangement syndrome. So they've got to continue to do whatever is necessary to drag President Trump's name through the mud. Now we know Charlie Cooperman is acting national security director. Uh, Rand Paul talked about this a little bit ago. Rand Paul praised President Trump. Following the news, Rand Paul tweeted, I commend at real Donald Trump for this necessary action. The president has great instincts on foreign policy and ending our endless wars because they, you know, they call John Bolton a neocon. 
You know, he, he wanted war. He wanted constant war, supposedly. We didn't see that. And maybe Trump was keeping him at bay. Don't know. Uh, Rand Paul went on and he said he should be served by those who share those views, and as he should. That's that's the thing that that just totally uh, drives me crazy with the left in this country. Trump is the president of the United States. He was elected by you and me, United States citizens, to be the president of the United States. He ought to be able to hire people who agree with him. Now, I'm not saying a yes man. Listen, listen, I get carried away. You got to have opinions other than your own. And I don't think for one second that our president is a yes man at all. I don't think for one second he is, right? But you want people in your power structure that believe in what you believe. You want to have the same goal. You want to have the same purpose. You want to be able to move forward on the same plane. It doesn't mean people are yes men. It doesn't mean that they agree with everything you say. But doesn't Trump deserve to have people who share those same views? Now, the president's announcement came roughly two hours prior to a White House press conference slated to feature Bolton, Treasury Secretary Stephen Munchen, and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. News of Bolton's departure follows reports that he and Vice President Mike Pence opposed plans for the president to hold peace talks at Camp David with the Taliban regarding the U.S. withdrawing troops from Afghanistan. You know, now I, I said this yesterday on Chad Chad show. We were talking a little bit about this, and Chad said it too. Um, it, it, it may have been on Stuff Recorded or it may have been behind the scenes. I can't remember which. But I wasn't a big fan of bringing Taliban terrorist to Camp David. I, I don't believe, you know, in my mind that you can give them that platform. And then, of course, Trump didn't. But I didn't, I, I don't know what was behind that decision. I would like to think that the president was acting in the best interest of the United States by wanting to sit down and talk to these thugs. I don't know. We don't have the information they have, but I wasn't a big supporter of it either. And so knowing that Bolton and uh, Pence opposed plans for that does not surprise me. The president has denied there were disagreements between himself and others in the White House. I uh, don't care about that either. Bolton champion, Bolton's champion hawkish foreign policy views dated back to the Reagan administration and became a household name over his support for the Iraq war as a U.S. ambassador to the U.N. under George W. Bush. Since joining the administration in the spring of last year, Bolton has espoused skepticism about the president's whirlwind reapproachment with North Korea and has advocated against Trump's decision last year to pull U.S. troops out of Syria. He masterminded a quiet campaign inside the administration and with allies abroad to persuade President Trump to keep U.S. forces in Syria to counter the remnants of the Islamic State in the Iranian influence in the region. Bolton was appointed President Trump's third National Security Advisor in April of 18, he succeeded General H.R. McMaster. So there is the story to that. Do me a big favor. Head over to CombatFlipFlops.com. CombatFlipFlops.com. They're amazing sponsors here of the Matlock Show. They've got great merchandise. I own two pair of their flip-flops. My wife was so funny yesterday. She says, what are you going to wear? 
to be on TV with Chad Prather. And I said, well, I'm going to wear a pair of golf shorts and my combat flip-flops. She's like, you're not wearing your flip-flops to be on this television show. You got nasty toes, which I do. I mean, I don't have great feet. Let, let's let's just say this out, right? I've got long, nasty feet. I'm a pitcher. I, I've, I've had my big toenail um, fall off of both of my feet multiple times, but that's who I am. I love my combat flip-flops. They're comfortable. They're well-made. Uh, you know, I, I really wasn't expecting this level of workmanship. It, they're fantastic. You can head over to combatflipflops.com. You can use LOCK, L-O-C-K-E, 2-5, and you can get 25% off of your order today. And, and they've got way more than flip-flops. Shoes, shirts, jewelry, schmogs, all kinds of stuff. You got to go over to combatflipflops.com. That's combatflipflops.com. Check out their site. Use LOCK25, L-O-C-K-E, 25, and get whatever you want today. They got great shirts, but they've got great flip-flops, AK-47s. I've got the Coyote Flopperators and the Coyote Flopperator No Rise, the Zero Rise. They're fantastic, and they're so well made. But the really cool thing about the guys over at Combat Flip Flops, Griffin Lee, they're good friends for one. I, 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 they're, they're great men. They defended this country. They watched what was happening overseas, and they see, you know, the the, the fighting in, in in all of the 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 just everything that goes along with it. And they said, you know what, we need to stop this. We we, we need education, not war. So with every purchase you make over at Combat Flip-Flops, they donate a percentage of that to help educate Afghanistan women because they believe that education will get rid of fighting. So head over to CombatFlipFlops.com. Bad for running, worse for fighting. CombatFlipFlops.com. Use LOCK25, L-O-C-K-E-2-5, and get yours today. All right, um, back at it here. <laughs> um, there was an election yesterday in North Carolina. And everybody wants to tell you, I've got a little different take on this. Everybody wants to tell you it was a bellwether. It was a bellwether. Oh, this was the next biggest election. Uh, uh, no, you know, it, it really wasn't. I mean, it's important. Let, let, let's, let's, let's get this straight out there. It's important that the conservative movement, or at least the Republican Party, wins elections. Let, let, let's put that out there, okay? Because... Who in the world wants these wacky bird, looney tune liberals out there running these states? Because politics start from the state. Tenth Amendment, that whole deal. So, you know, our politics start from the state. We need, you know, we need a majority of conservatives on our side, right? So in North Carolina last night, there was a special election. And in a major victory for both President Trump and National Republicans, North Carolina GOP State Senator Dan Bishop was projected to win a contested special U.S. House election for the 9th District that was widely seen, this is what the funny thing is, as a bellwether for the president's chances in 2020. Well, you know what was going to happen. Let, let me give you a little 30,000-foot view here. The left would have hung this around Trump's neck if a Republican had lost. Oh, look, Trump's losing his national appeal. Oh, that's good news for us going into 2020. The left needs something 
to go after because their candidates suck. There is, by the way, I'm going to be live tweeting tomorrow night for the Democrat debate. It's on tomorrow night. I'm going to take one for the team and I'm going to watch it for you and I'm going to give you the highlights. Probably, I'll probably do a pod. I don't know. Um, I, Friday, there is going to be a podcast Friday. Let me, let me start with that. Um, I found out how to schedule podcasts on Spreaker, so I will pre-record a podcast for Friday. It is going to be pre-recorded, but these are all pre-recorded, I guess, right? I'm pre-recording right now, but uh, I'm going to cover this Democrat debate on Thursday. It will be a snooze fest, but we'll be there, but this, this was a big deal. Let, let, let's talk about this. This was a big deal because another House Republican candidate, Greg Murphy, he won decisively in a uh, GOP-leaning 3rd District earlier Tuesday, frustrating Democrats who spent millions trying to go after Trump. Even Democrat Congressional Campaign Committee Chairwoman Sherry Bustos acknowledged that the president contributed to Bishop's win, writing in a statement, quote, we fell an inch short tonight but it took more than $6 million in outside Republican spending and last-minute Trump rally to seal Democrat candidate Dan McCready's faith in the 9th District. They spent a lot. This is what drives me nuts. All of the money that they spend on politics. It's gross. It is so ridiculous. And to me, the question that always always sits there for me, uh, did, it make, did that make the difference? Did spending that much money make the difference because there was a lot of money spent. Uh, McCready's campaign. He is McCready is the Democrat. He spent $4.7 million on the race while Bishop's campaign spent 1.9. Isn't that funny? Because the quote from the Democrat congressional campaign committee chairwoman, Sherry Bustos, she says, we fell in short tonight, but it took more than $6 million in outside Republican spending. Huh. Well, McCready spent $4.7 million. Well, how about that? Where did that spending come from, Ms. Bustos? You know, Bishop spent $1.9, and then the National Party Committees helped Bishop to the tune of $5.8 million compared to McCready's 1.4. So if you start putting these numbers together really quickly, 6.1 million was spent on McCready's campaign as to where 7.7 was spent on Bishop's. The clean sweep heartened the president who has long emphasized the national implications at stake. Trump unloaded on McCready in a fiery rally on Monday night, telling attendees that to stop the far left, you must vote in tomorrow's special election. Now, Trump said a few more things, which were, I'll tell you, somewhat interesting. Uh, Dan Bishop, uh, this is a tweet from Trump. Dan Bishop was down 17 points three weeks ago, which he was, Trump wrote on Twitter. He then asked me for help. We changed his strategy, and he ran a great race. Big rally last night. Now it looks like he's going to win at CNN, at MSNBC, are moving their big studio equipment and talent out. Stay tuned. He added, big night for the Republican Party. Congratulations to all. Now I want you to think about this for just one second. If that is really what happened, let's say that Bishop 
called up the president or his people did and said, you know, I'm struggling down here in North Carolina. I need your help. And in comes Trump and his team, and they rewrite his campaign strategy, and they go out and they win an election. Does that not tell you how powerful and how liked the president is, how much support he actually has? Because what is the what is the mainstream media telling you? That Trump is losing support, that we hate him that he's doing things we don't like, that he is not the same person who we voted for in 2016, and that we would have to absolutely be nuts to vote for him again, right? But yet, this is astounding to me if this is the case. I mean, if Trump's team came in, completely rewrote his strategy, and got him the victory, that is huge. It says, quote, the voters said no to radical liberal policies pushed by today's Democratic Party. GOP Chairwoman Rona McDaniel said the win spells trouble for Democrats in 2020 and highlighted the importance of Republican National Committee efforts in North Carolina where where the party will hold its national nominating convention in 2020. That's interesting, too. I was on uh, News Talk 95.3 MNC, and one of the callers asked me, and he said, you know, the Democrats are holding their convention in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A state the Democrats need to win. Here we are, the Republicans, who Trump won North Carolina in 2016. We're holding our national convention in North Carolina, a state that we've won. And and, and the caller asked me, which I think is an amazing question, why don't we hold the Republican National Convention in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, in Wisconsin, in states that we need to win, and I don't, I don't, I don't have that answer. I don't know what that answer would be. But we are holding our national nomination commi- uh, convention in North Carolina. It says, "quote Despite being massively outspent by Democrats, at real Donald Trump rallied voters and put Bishop over the top." Um, Rona, I just said the numbers. You weren't massively outspent. You actually outspent them by about a million and a half dollars. Um, okay, so the RNC has been active on the ground in North Carolina, working on the special election since June. This is now September, mind you. The party brought on nearly two dozen full-time staffers and invested one, more than $1.5 million in the state, while also making nearly a half a million voter contacts through phone bank work and door-to-door canvassing. With 100% of the precincts reporting, Bishop led McCready by about 4,000 votes. It's 96,081 to 92,144. The actual vote count is 3,937. In the race to represent the 9th District, uh, Bishop ran up substantial numbers in outlying areas, and McCready eroded GOP advantages in suburban areas. In 2018, the Republican candidate Mark Harris defeated McCready, imagine that, by a much smaller margin. Just 900 votes, 139,246 to 138,341. State officials ordered the unusual special election earlier this year, invalidating Harris's win after uncovering ballot fraud efforts. Yeah, ballot harvesting. They did it out in California, but they they ruled the election in North Carolina null and void. It's amazing. Um, Republicans cheered Bishop's even higher margin of victory than Harris achieved briefly in 18. Uh, It says, quote, Congratulations to Dan Bishop on his definitive victory tonight in North Carolina's 9th Congressional District National Republican 
Congressional Committee Chairman Tom Emmer said in a statement. Now, Greg Murphy, this is a tweet from Trump, Greg Murphy, who was running in the 3rd District, won his 62% to 37 in North Carolina's 3rd District. And the fake news barely covered the race, Trump said. The win was far bigger than anticipated. There was just nothing the fakers could say to diminish or demean the scope of this victory. So we had two big victories tonight, Greg and Dan. Now, here are some interesting things from this special election that I want you to understand. So Trump went down to North Carolina and said, you know, here's the deal, guys and gals. We're going to talk about sanctuary cities. We're going to talk about socialism. We're going to talk about where the left wants to take this country. And he talked about it openly. He talked about it honestly. And I'm going to tell you, I think that's what won. In my personal opinion, I believe that people don't want a socialist agenda. And here's a quote. North Carolinians rejected the Democrats' socialist agenda and elected a representative who will defend North Carolina's values and will always fight for freedom and against socialism. He says, Trump added, I look forward to working with Dan and Congress to hold the Democrats accountable for their extreme agenda. Now, here's what they called out. Here is the key facet of this story. So Trump goes down and does this rally, right? He's out in front of the people and he says, I want to tell you some things here. He says, just recently, Mecklenburg County set free an illegal alien charged with first-degree rape and crimes against a child. Support for sanctuary cities is disloyal to American cities. And McCready wants sanctuary cities with all of their protections for people who are serious criminals. Tomorrow is your chance to send a clear message to the America-hating left. Wow. I mean, I want you to think about that for a second. Trump stood in front of these people, told them that, you know, hey, look, we're fighting against socialism. We're fighting against the American hating left. And it resonated. It worked. To me, that is the biggest part. That is the biggest part of the story because this guy was not going to win. He wasn't going to win without Trump. Now, you can say what you want to say. You can believe what you want to believe, and that's okay. It's America. We're all entitled to our opinions. I've got my opinion here. But Dan Bishop wasn't going to win without President Trump. Was it a bellwether? I don't think so. I just think you need a good candidate. I don't think Dan Bishop is that great of a candidate, but that's the problem we're running into today on the conservative Republican side. We don't have what I would call great candidates. But Trump knows. Trump's not dumb. And that's the thing that I really like about the president. He understands the long game. He understands the big picture, but he also understands. I've never seen, I want to talk to you for just a minute before I move to my final subject here of this podcast today. I've never seen a president that has his finger on the pulse more accurately than Donald Trump. I mean, out of, out of any president I've ever known, 
And in my 45 years of being on this earth, I've known a few. The first president that I ever remember was H.W. Was it H.W.? Yeah, it was father, H.W. No, it was W. George W. What? It was the father, not the son. H.W., not W., I don't think. Anyway, and I remember him running against Clinton. And that was the first election that I got to vote for. And, of course, Clinton won. You know, Bush was not a third term of Reagan. Read my lips. No new taxes. And then he raised your taxes. But, uh, you know, Clinton was the first president that I've ever dealt with in my adult life. And I don't think even Bill Clinton was as good as Trump when it came to understanding the populace. Trump understands what runs you. I mean, he understands what bothers you. He understands the hot button subjects. He understands what the 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 feelings are out there in middle America. It is amazing from a guy who's a multi-billionaire. I mean, he understands you. It, 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 he makes it seem like, let's put it this way. He makes it feel like he understands you and I. I think it's genuine. I don't think you can make that kind of stuff up, but he understands the struggles that you and I face. He understands the blue-collar worker. He understands the people in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin in Michigan and Ohio. He understands what you're going through. That's why he goes after GM. That's why he's going after the big union, unions. Now, in this campaign rally, I'm going to tell you, this takes big balls. I'm sorry. Balls of solid rock. Balls of solid rock. Thank you, Sean Connery, to go after Democrats and to say that these Democrats are American hating liberals. That is bold because you know he's going to get backlash for it. You know that the mainstream media is going to attack him for it. But the crazy thing is, it's the truth. The Democratic Party in this country hates it, hates this country by the way it was founded. They hate the fact that the Constitution limits them. They want this new green deal. They want to take over your life. They want to get rid of farting cows. They want to make sure you don't eat meat. They want to make sure you don't drive your gas-guzzling car. They want to make sure you're not burning your, your natural gas or your coal. They want to make sure that you know, you're listening to them. They want to run your lives, but yet they call Trump a dictator. Now, here's a, a crazy story I'm going to end uh, the show with. I've got about uh, 14 minutes here, and uh, you got to get over to thematlockshow.com, thematlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E. That's how I spell my last name. For those new listeners that are tuning in after watching me yesterday on Chad Prather's show on his YouTube channel over on the Blaze Radio Network, but uh, head over to Matlock, thematlockshow.com, thematlockshow.com. I have a link on my website, and that link is to Verve Forever. And I'm an ambassador for Verve. They sell CBD oil, creams. They sell CBD oil for you, for your pet. It's a fantastic product. One of the finest on the market today. And I'm telling you, it works. We got the CBD oil for our dog. He's calmer. I think he's in less pain. He's acting like he's more mobile. He's moving around more. I mean, it's weird. My wife and I look at each other. I'm like, yeah, this dog doesn't walk around that much. It, you know, he hasn't walked around this much in months. He gets up, walks around. He's more active. I think he's feeling better. We're giving it to our dog. You should try it. I mean, if you got muscle aches, if you got headaches, 
If you've got inflammation, anxiety, you're having a hard time sleeping, it's natural. It's made from hemp, which just got passed through the uh, ag bill this year. It, it's fantastic. And, and I hear amazing stories every single day about how CBD has changed someone's life. And I'm telling you, the, the cream that we sell, there is cream that you can rub on your, your achy joints. The cream we sell out of. It is our best seller over at verveforever.com. It is the best seller there. You can get that cream. You can rub it on your sore back, your elbow, your knees, wherever you're having pain, and it works fantastically. Head over to thematlockshow.com. It's thematlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E is how you spell my last name. Click on that Verve Forever link, and I think we're still running the Verve 2-0, V-E-R-V-E 20. You'll save 20% on your order today, and if you order more than $100, here in the continental United States, they'll give you free shipping. So head over to the matlockshow.com, click on my click on my Ver Forever link, because that's how I get paid, guys. I, I'm, I'm going to be absolutely honest with you. That's how I get paid, capitalism. They're a great sponsor of this show. I'm an ambassador. I push it. I tell them, look, I'll, I'll go out there and push it, and you pay me what I sell. So you got to get over there, click on my link, which is on my website, thematlockshow.com, Click on that link, put Verve 20, V-E-R-V-E 20 in the code. You'll save 20% today. Do it now. Help yourself out. Make yourself feel better. It works. TheMatlockShow.com. Click on that Verve link forever. Use Verve 20, V-R-V-E. Do it today. All right. Last, last, last subject here. Um, Bernie Sanders. He was out in Denver. He, he was out in Denver Civic Center Monday night. And uh, he was delivering a speech out there. And some of the things that he said frightened me. Because we've heard this language before. So he says, I, I am here in Denver asking your support for more than just defeating Trump, Sanders said. I am here to ask you to help me transform this country and create an economy and government. That works for us all, not just the 1% like me. Oh, I had it just like me. Sorry, that hurts my, hurts my throat when I try to do Bernie Sanders. But I want you to listen to this again in my regular voice. I like, I like doing Bernie, but it's not real good. I'm not, I'm not Chris X. He says, I'm here in Denver asking your support for more than just defeating Trump. Okay, pretty standard lingo, right? He wants to beat Trump. He's running on the Democrat ticket. Uh, nothing frightening here. I mean, it, it, it's standard speech language, right? I'm here in Denver asking for your support for more than just defeating Trump. He says, I'm here to ask you to help me transform this country. Now I want to stop right there. Who talked about fundamental change and transformation in this country? One, Barack Hussein Obama. And what did he do? He transformed and funda fundamentally changed this country. I mean, you can go back and look at it. Black Lives Matter. ISIS. You, you've got the stupid DACA and DAPA and the illegal immigration all under Obama. He fundamentally transformed this country. And now what is Bernie Sanders saying? I'm here to ask your help so that I can transform this country. We should be terrified of that statement. As voters in this country, we should be terrified of this campaign promise 
Once again, I'm here to ask you to help me transform this country and create an economy in government that works for all of us, not just the 1%. Now, Bernie Sanders is the 1%. Let's not kid ourselves here. Bernie Sanders has three homes. He's a multimillionaire after using the free market system to sell a book, owns several cars, flies around in jets. I mean, this guy is the 1%, but he wants you to believe that he's just like you. He says, I am here in Denver to ask you to wage with me. Get this. This is what's amazing. I am here in Denver to ask you to wage with me a political revolution. Now, this is why I brought this story to you to get today. Because if you remember yesterday, I talked about Rashida Tlaib. And who's Rashida Tlaib? She's one of the squad. What was one of the, what was the squad? The group of knuckleheaded women, the progressive women, that Donald Trump has hung around the Democrat left's neck. The out there in right field crazy women that Rashida Tlaib said yesterday, well, we need a political revolution. Who is echoing that already? Bernie Sanders. I am here in Denver to ask you to wage with me a political revolution, which will take on not only the corruption of Washington, but the greed and the corruption of the corporate elite in this country. Sanders teased many of his key campaign promises like Medicare for all and free college. Quote, we need a health care system which guarantees health care to every man, woman, and child as a human right. Health care is not a human right. I'm sorry, but it's not. Because if health care is a human right, isn't life insurance a human right? I mean, shouldn't it, nobody's paying for my life insurance for if I die, you know, I can make sure that my wife is taken care of. It was our anniversary yesterday. You know, if I die, I want my wife to be able to pay the bills. I want my wife to be able to go on. I want her to be able to live her life. And if she loses my income, that's a big chunk of money, right? But no one says that life insurance is a basic human right. Why do we keep saying healthcare is? You know, if you're not, I mean, I'm sorry, this is this is personal responsibility. You need to protect your biggest asset. And your biggest asset isn't your home. It's your health. It's your body. It's you. Isn't that your responsibility? Isn't it your responsibility to take care of your most precious asset? It isn't my responsibility. It isn't my neighbor's responsibility. It isn't the, the guy down the street's responsibility to pay for your health care because you're too damn lazy to pay for it yourself. And don't give me this horse shit about how you can't afford it. I will agree with you that health care insurance is what we're talking about here, not health care. Insurance is expensive. Why? Lawyers. Tort reform, all the malpractice bullshit you see every damn day that you go to the doctor. And now you're starting to see, I've dealt with this for a long, long time, so I know this inside now. Now you're starting to see what they call concierge medicine, where these doctors are getting together in groups, four, five, six, seven, eight of them, specialists, and they're saying, you know what? Here's the deal. 
We're going to give you health care, and you're going to pay our group $400 a month. And we're going to give you medical care. We're going to give you access to tests. We're going to do things for you. We're going to get you MRIs at a discounted cost. We're going to pool our resources together. And we're going to make it affordable for you because people don't want all this garbage the left's trying to give them. I don't, I don't need, I'm a man. I don't have a uterus. I don't need maternity insurance. I can't have babies. My wife can't have babies. We're, I mean, I'm 45 and she's two years older than me. And I'm not telling you how old that is because I'll never talk on my wife's age. There you go. But we're not having babies. So we don't need health care for babies. We don't need maternity care. We don't need, we're not going to get pregnant anytime soon, but some people do. Some people don't remember the damn nuns, the nuns that the government were forcing to get health insurance that required them to have paternity care to have maternity. I mean, this is insane. This is insane. What we're watching and what we're seeing today on the open market for what's going on. And here you've got Bernie Sanders, here you have Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren telling you and I that we have to have insurance for all, that it is a basic human right for me and you to have insurance and that if you can't afford it, then you got to pay for it for somebody else. This is how they want to transform this country. This is how they want to transform and create an economy. This is what they want to do. And he goes on to say, because that was met with astounding applause, that health care is a human right. He says, when we talk about the needs of the American people, let us understand that we need radical changes in the way we do education in this country from child care to graduate school. He continued, four years ago, I made the point that we have to rethink free public education and go beyond K through 12. Four years ago, that appeared to be a radical idea. It still is, Bernie. Ain't so radical anymore. Uh, no, still radical. All over, all over this country, states and cities are moving to make public colleges and universities tuition free. And I'll tell you what else we have got to do. We have got to cancel all student debt in the country. How are you going to pay for this, Bernie? And are, are, are professors going to work for free? I mean, when we give people free education, free health care, free student loan forgiveness, who's paying for it? Where is the money coming from? Does nobody ask these questions? Is, no, is nobody looking to say, you know what? You know, this isn't free. We got to pay. We got to pay professors. We got to pay doctors. We got to pay hospitals. Um, and those banks loaned you the money to go to school because college is completely ridiculous and, and, and too expensive. But someone gave you that money. That money came from your neighbor. It came from the farmer. It came from the factory worker and the bank lent it to you to go get an education. Now, Bernie Sanders is like, well, we're going to you're not going to have to pay that. Then who is? Who's going to have to pay it? See, that's the problem with socialism. It only works until you run out of someone else's money. And then when you run out of someone else's money, you're screwed because they go looking for someone else's money. And then they go looking for someone else's money. And then they go looking for someone else's money. And onward and onward and upward and keep going until they run out of money because they don't have any. And what are they going to do? They're going to raise your taxes so high that you're not going to be able to afford to work. Because your taxes will be 50, 60, 70% like they are in other socialistic nations across the country that nobody wants to tell you about. 
That's where we're going. That's the transformation that Bernie Sanders is looking for, and it will kill this country as we know it, but no one wants to say that. You're only, well, you're going to hear that here because I'm going to tell you the truth. Like it, don't like it, don't care. That is the truth of the matter. Bernie Sanders, the Democrats, the Democrat Party, they are lying to you when they say they can give you free stuff because they can't. Nothing, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end the show on this. I've said this so many times on my shows. My grandfather loved him to death. My grandpa Locke was a dairy farmer. He looked at me one day. I couldn't have been four or five years old because he died when I was like five or six. He looked at me and he says, Matthew, I want you to understand one thing about life. Nothing in this world is free. That has stuck with me throughout my entire life because he's absolutely right. You get nothing in this world for free. You have to work for everything you get. I have worked my ass off to be where I'm at today. Nothing in this world is free. The left wants you to believe it is, but it's not. It is not free. And we're at the end of the hour. I can't believe it. Hey, hopefully you watched the television show today. They're streaming it on Facebook now. America's Voice News, A Voice News on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, The Cartel Matt. The Matlock Show, at Real Matlock. Go find me. Go, Hey, go visit my advertisers. Go make me some money. This is capitalism, baby. Hey, I'm glad you're along for the ride. Thank you for hanging out with me for today. The Matlock Show is out. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 33. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.